0: or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Well, hello everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. We're trying to give a little more space than we normally do and things. He's a Yeah, Look that one up. That's been Dan's favorite word over the last couple weeks. Um, So, things are different right now, Dan they are we've said that in just about every video i'm sure people are almost tired of hearing it but it's amazing how many people seem to just now be awakening to a lot of this yeah (laughs) so um so anyway we just want to clarify that at broadway at our congregation here in paducah we've made a lot of changes we have to the things that we do on a (coughs) weekly basis and Especially to our worship service. And these aren't permanent changes, they're obviously just
1: temporary no. things while we're in this uh, spread of virus yeah.
0: stage. And so we're having to consider these sort of health you know, healthcare concerns and what implications that has for large gatherings. You know, normally we have three hundred and thirty people or so in the building at the same time, well above the limit and the recommendations of, of current healthcare officials. Right. So, I think where that's gonna lead us today, Dan, is what is kind of what is the purpose of the assembly, and how does assembling in this different nature affect that purpose, or maybe it just affects the way that we carry it out? So okay. um, I'll kind of lay some groundwork to let them know what we're doing, and then maybe that'll prompt some discussion about things that your congregation are doing and it'll help inform the conversation as we go on good um here at broadway we made the decision to not have anyone physically in the building while we're having worship so that way there's no concern over people are going to be mixing and mingling or people be you know tempted to try to come to the building anyway because there's someone there uh So we do all of our stuff pre-recorded, and that also limits the number of people we have to have doing any one thing at any one time. Uh, So Dustin records a sermon. We have someone record communion thoughts, all these different things. We piece it together, and we have essentially a full service. We have a little time for the children at the beginning, and then we have something for the adults following. Um, But that's kind of what we're doing. Yeah, and we have a neat thing. Of course, I'm sure... a lot of y'all do too. We have a little chat line
1: on the side, yeah, where people can greet one another, and they can say hello, and they can send their love to the others, and and uh, they can say amen to the points of the sermon, or or it was so good to to have brother so and so lead us in prayer, or whatever it is. and yeah. those things are very encouraging, Dollar. Absolutely,
0: it was it was really fun. This was our third week to do it this way. I think it was our third week to have it have it online in that forum. And you could tell people were getting much more comfortable with it. Yes, Uh, which it was very encouraging. You know, something would happen in the video, and immediately everyone's commenting on it. Someone made a comment about about food one week. I forget if that was a Wednesday or a Sunday, but all of a sudden we were all talking about what we were eating for supper that night. And it's just that wasn't during church, though. No, that wasn't during church, but it was just this sort of you're almost having a lobby conversation like you normally would. It's just in a chat situation. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. So how does that get us to the assembly, and does us having it in this online forum change the assembly in any way? Okay. Um, first,
1: classic assembly text you're all aware of, Hebrews 10, 24, 25. Is this the don't forsake one? Yeah, except yeah. it's really, don't forsake is really not the imperative there. Ah, okay. <clears throat> the, the hortatory subjunctive or the imperative there is let us consider each other mm. to provoke unto love and good deeds, not so. Okay. So, the not would be the opposite of what he's asking us to do. Okay, uh, if we're really considerate of each other we're going to encourage our brothers and sisters to love in good deeds, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, mm. as a manner of some is, but encouraging one another. The point being that if we fail to interact with our brothers and sisters on a regular basis as we come together, we don't encourage each other like we need to. Mm. Now, in Hebrews, in that particular biblical book, if you go back to Hebrews 3, Okay. Verse 12 and 13, you really get the context for that exhortation in, in chapter
0: 10, which is kind of the theme of the book. Okay. 3:13? 12, and 13. Okay. It says: Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. All right. Here says exhort. But Mm. the word there is the same word
1: that you have over in 1024 Mm. or 1025, encourage, exhort. It's parakalo, parakaleo. Mm -hmm. But it's the word to encourage one another daily. Why? So that we don't fall away. And the book of Hebrews is all about keeping each other faithful and not falling away.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So with that in mind... Certainly the ideal situation and the situation we will never leave and we're going to go back to immediately when the virus is over is everybody getting together and doing that. Yeah. But even in virtual assembly, which never was dreamed of as even possible in the, in <laughs> the time of the apostles, it, yeah. but <clears throat> in, in virtual assembly, uh, we are doing that exactly we are provoking one another to love and good deeds and we are encouraging one another and we are considering one another Hmm. even to the point in in our assembly of um acknowledging each other's presence and verbally encouraging one another and talking about how different hymns or passages of scripture or sermon points built us up
0: uh in that same vein Right, just w- real quick, one thing. I know I mentioned they were talking about supper in the text and yes. the stuff and everything, but I've noticed more people comment on the actual spiritual meat of what's happening Yes, than we yes. normally do. Like Usually following a sermon, someone may say, oh, that was a good sermon. But they don't comment on the content of it. This was
1: really helpful and practical about how we can deal with this particular time or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah it was they were they were really commenting on the song, the scripture, the whatever, and right. not just oh, someone had a nice voice or oh, I appreciated right. someone being there. It was right. I needed to hear that right now mm-hmm. because. <clears throat> so yeah, and, and, and we've talked before about
1: um, the idea that the old adage that the only reason we assemble is to worship God. Hmm. which is patently not true in scripture hmm. Hebrews 10 24 and 25 is a great example yeah. because the basic thrust there was horizontal not vertical hmm. now it's certainly vertical and horizontal not yeah it's or. both yeah but if you look at first Corinthians 14 we'll read two or three verses okay there are some actual target outcomes given by Paul for the Corinthian assembly what would Or you might say, what would the desired effect of the assembly be on the people assembled? Mm. Okay. Um, Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 1 through 3, and you might think, what's this got to do with it? But it does have everything to do with (laughs) it. Okay.
0: So verse 1 through 3 of chapter 14, uh, 1 Corinthians. Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people from their up, for their upbuilding and encouragement and cons- consolation.
1: All right, those last three things in verse three, they're upbuilding. Mm-hmm. Most translations say edification. It means mm-hmm. to build up yeah. and encouragement and comfort. Mm-hmm. So when we assemble, when we come together. And even in this time when we're virtually coming together, our goal should be to build people up spiritually, to encourage people, that's uh, the second word, and to comfort people. Mm. And so songs can do that. Prayers can do that. I remember uh, this last week, Brother Buddy Lewis led us in prayer, and and that was Mm. great to just hear his voice and Mm -hmm. the respect we feel for him. And the week before, Andy did it, and everybody loves Andy, and they appreciated his sincere prayer. Those things were edifying, they were encouraging, they were comforting.
0: Yeah, they really and, were. And
1: so those are three outcomes that God expects us to have. And I think we're accomplishing some of that. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> sometimes people just tick a box. Yeah. And they say, we've we've gotten to the building. I went to the building. I went to church. But they're not really built up. They're not really encouraged. They're not really mm-hmm. comforted. And so they might be in the building, but they have... yeah. Missed the whole point of what the outcome is supposed to be.
0: Would it be fair to say that even if, like some people would say, oh, I didn't get that. Like I came in the building and the preacher wasn't very encouraging today. Yeah. Is there also an imperative in this coming together that they are one of the ones doing the comforting? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Because again, it's kind of a, if we're coming together, it's not just minister versus lay person in the room it's all of us together yes and and in this uh, first corinthians in chapter 11 which was all about the
1: lord's supper the whole thing that they were doing wrong was they were using it to showcase their division and separating themselves Mm -hmm. from one another Mm -hmm. instead of really considering each other and encouraging each other like this says if you keep going a little bit in this in this chapter if you go down to verse 19 okay paul gives another uh, desired outcome of the assembly
0: okay uh nevertheless in church i would rather speak five words with my mind in order to instruct others than ten thousand words in a tongue in order to instruct mm.
1: others so in verse three we've got edification encouragement comfort now we've got instruction mm. and this word is actually katekeo from okay. which we get catechism. Ah. So it means teaching or instruction in God's word. Yeah. So one of the outcomes of the assembly should be, people should be instructed in God's word. And we're accomplishing that. Mm. Yeah. At, 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 both at our personal assemblies, as we usually do, and in these assemblies now. Yeah. All right, now look at another verse. Okay. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter
0: 14. Verse 24 and 25. All right. But if all prophesy and an unbeliever or outsider enters, he is convicted by all. He is called to account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed, and so falling on his face, he will worship God and declare that God is really among you. All right. Notice first there in verse 24, he is convicted mm. by
1: all. Mm. So um, this is actually one of the words used in Second Timothy 4 verse 2 when it says reprove, and that means to put things to the proof or show why something is true. Mm. So it goes along with the idea of instruction where people are taught and they've never really thought about that before, and they're convicted. You know, I realize that that's the truth, yeah. and that's really right, and that's what God really wants me to do. That's one of the desired outcomes. Mm. And then it says, um, they are called to account by all. Yeah. Uh, that That's a pretty good translation of this word. It, it means to to be judged in the sense, I think, that when we in our own lives know that we're doing things that we should not do. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, Dustin pointed out in his sermon on Sunday that there are some things while we're isolated we should not do. Some people turn to drugs. They turn to alcohol. They mm-hmm. turn to to um, sex that's illegitimate they turn to other things and those are the things we shouldn't do but if we we are instructed in scripture we're convicted about those things and and called to account for those things and then verse 25 the secrets of his heart
0: Mm -hmm.
1: are made manifest because God's word penetrates the heart and even the words of songs penetrate the heart so that so that people are convicted and people are are caused to come before God and be real mm. with God and and
0: realize where they are with God and changes yeah. that need to be made etc And this is where at the beginning of that verse 24 when it talks about an unbeliever or an outsider entering you know a lot of times if we're in a physical if we're here in the auditorium just down the hall, mm-hmm. we will know when an outsider comes in. Like right. We're going to recognize a guest who's come to, to worship with us today, whether they're passing through or here in town finding a new home or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, th- it's an interesting thing about the digital space because our viewership numbers, if we went on, a, on an average, are way higher than we have physically with us on a Sunday. Yeah, so who knows who's listening and what good it's doing in yeah. their life. And I mean, we get some comments, some com- positive, some negative, but most of them are either just a straightforward, hey, thanks for the service, or by what they commented, you can tell they're being convicted by something. Right. Like right. something that was said in the Scripture really hit them. Yes. And some people don't react really happily about and that. And this is and, true in all of our assemblies. I've
1: Over the years, I've been... I've been amazed at some young person that I never thought would even be paying attention Mm -hmm. that has said how something really affected them or some uh, elderly person or some single mom or whoever, you know, that just happens to really be blessed by that day. And as you said, in our virtual assemblies and in talks like this, you know, we we can affect people that... Are beyond our knowledge. God can do all kinds of things. So that's why we ask you out there, Mm -hmm. share, because you never know how many of your friends on Facebook or whatever all those other platforms that you put us on are. Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat,
0: all that kind of stuff. We're not on Snapchat. What was that other one? There's another one. YouTube, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Sketcher. No.
1: No? There's another one that you have on the sign out there. Oh, it, Stitcher. Stitcher.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's, that's I where don't they, know what it is. That's the podcasts. Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever. Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Oh, whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Fomite knows a lot of things over there that I don't know. But anyway, whatever platform it is that it goes out there, you never know who it's going to touch and what it's going to do. Mm. Now, now bringing this back home to when all this is over and we're getting back together. Yeah. Yeah. This, this passage here, if you, if you combine all these verses, you've got verse 3, edification, encouragement, mm-hmm. comfort, verse 19, instruction. Verse uh, 24, you've got conviction, being held to account,
0: mm-hmm. making
1: manifest the thoughts of their hearts. Those all ed, uh, amount to spiritual edification that is the target of the assembly yeah. And should be, as we gather the church together, our target, our desire, our aim, our planned goals should be to build up spiritually every single person that's present mm. in that assembly. And each one of us can contribute to that, but I think oftentimes we just assemble yeah. and tick off the boxes instead of thinking about, how are we accomplishing this? How are we accomplishing yeah. this? How are we accomplishing this?
0: Would you say that typically, this may not be the case for everyone, but typically people are more consumers of the assembly yes. than participants in?
1: Yes. And, and of course, this goes directly against Hebrews 10, 24. Let us consider one another how we might provoke unto love and mm. good works. So it's my responsibility, not just because I'm a minister, but because I'm a Christian. It's my responsibility to figure out. Some of my students have sometimes misunderstood me because I've told them that in this regard, the assembly begins in the parking lot. And what I meant by that was... Uh, Not that we're worshiping God in the parking lot necessarily, but that we begin to see our brothers and sisters and we begin to reach out to them and and lift them up and encourage them and talk about spiritual things from the very get-go. And we don't stop
0: doing that Mm -hmm. until we get back in our cars and we go home. Which that's something like here at Broadway, we've been watching a lot of other churches and we keep up with different congregations. I mean, we're always looking for those sort of best practices for how to engage people. And that's a big thing right now is how can you start getting people in the parking lot and kind of set their mindset, you know, (laughs) before they even enter the building sort of thing. Welcoming them in, meeting a visitor out there. Absolutely. Because it is that... It's not just, hey, we want you to come in and have a seat in a pew. It's exactly. we want to engage with you. We want to talk with you. We, we want, want to... a relationship with yeah, you that exactly. leads to sharing Jesus with you. I mean, that's something that's always the the saddest part of any Sunday for me is when I see that person that's like closing prayer, leaving the door before any of us can even talk to them. I mean, I know some people, they have to get to work. Those sort sure. of things are there. But there's there's that element of... Oh, were they just here to sit for a minute? Like I want to talk to them. I want to know who that person is. Sure.
1: Know? Sure. And and there's the other side of that. If if they're lonely and they need our encouragement and they don't feel confident in their mm-hmm. in their Christianity or they feel judged by others or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know, they need us, but we also need them.
0: Yeah. And and so and that's anyway, part of the encouragement and everything that if we all are actively involved in it, yeah. there's less of that I can find my little spot and hide out.
1: Yeah, and that's
0: really not what we're supposed to do. And if you're out there and you've been one of those that's
1: that's used to um, going in the building, sitting in your little pew, not talking to anybody, get up and leaving, then this, this time of, of the, the pandemic is really right up your alley, because you don't even have to involve yourself with, with any of us. But be warned, that's not what God wants you to do. Yeah, and I God th- wants you to join with your brothers and sisters when we get started, and He wants you to reach out to them and not just be a bump on a pew. He wants you to encourage your brothers and sisters. And that's
0: the fear of a lot of people with this kind of online church that we're having to do, is they're going, oh, because of that, we're encouraging this distancing of people. And, no. you know, we really should just be plowing ahead and still meeting together and, because otherwise we're we're gonna miss out on all this by this digital format well we're
1: going to get right back to that personal assembling just as quickly as we can yeah but hopefully when we do we will be doing it with a
0: greater sense of purpose and a greater sense mm. of what are we supposed to accomplish when we get here yeah and I think that's it doesn't matter which setting you're having your assembly in If you're trying to meet the true need and the true focus of an assembly, like what we've talked about, we'll find ways to do that in whatever form. That's right, and we're finding every possible way to do those things as as best as we can at this time. Mm.
1: That's not proper English, but you know what I meant to say. (laughs) But um, we fully understand that God wants His people to be together, and so... We're doing the best we can to do that in this situation,
0: mm.
1: on this platform, and we're going to go back
0: to our other platform as soon as we can. Yeah. Maybe this will prompt some other questions, some other other thoughts from those of you out there that are watching or still struggling with how to do this in your own congregations. Um, I don't know. Personally, I feel like we get in the rut of when people ask us, why we assemble or why we do certain things in the assembly, we just go, well, because God commanded us to. That is true. But, but he commanded us to in order to... Yeah, uh, there's there's something deeper to it. And yes. I think by us just falling back on the, well, God commanded it and leaving it at that, we kind of miss the deeper meaning. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole, did God require sacrifices? Does God require your heart? Both. Both. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so... So anyway, hopefully this will help some of you as you're thinking through all of these different things. Uh, And as we've said many times before, show grace, love, and mercy to your particular congregation as they're trying to do this and figure out how to do this as best they can. Technology is limited right? depending on what your congregation size is and everything. But it's also amazing. It is. It it can be a pain and a half, but it can also be extremely useful and encouraging. So. We hope that you are well. We hope that you're staying safe and healthy. And and by the way, if you if you want to do this, we would love it if you
1: would join us this Sunday morning at nine thirty at BroadwayCOC.com. I think you'll be blessed.
0: Yeah, yeah. If your if your congregation's looking for a place, I'll put the links in the description and everything. Uh, but we we have that service lasts about an hour. Kids and adults do a little bit of everything. So thanks again for watching this week. We hope you'll join us again next week. Bye. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.